This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Friend, my name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to my program. I am so thankful that you would spend this time with me. I know you have many other things to do, and I really appreciate getting to speak the Word of God to you. There's nothing more important than the Word of God. It's our stability. It's our anchor to our soul. It's the light in a dark path. Oh, how we need the word of God to be so prevalent in our heart and in our minds. But before we begin, I want to invite you, if you have a prayer request or a prayer need or something that's like weighing heavy on your heart and you're like, I don't know that I can bear this myself. I need to share this with someone. Please call us. Please write us. We are there for you to agree with you. And if you want to tell us about what God is doing in your life through this program, I love reading your responses. Well, we are going to begin. We've been talking about Psalm 139. And I told you that I love this psalm. It, it, and, and now that I'm studying it and studying it and spending hours and hours and hours meditating in it, I'm just seeing so many wonders about the intimate love of God. His love to us is so intimate and so vast and so huge and so overwhelming. And this is what David is communicating in this psalm. You know, we do not know. I don't know. I, maybe there's somebody who knows when David wrote this psalm. It doesn't say in my Bible when he wrote this psalm. But we know that out of the revelation that he had, with being with God, worshiping God, seeing God move in his life time and time again, facing battle after battle after battle, coming out victorious, facing family problems. Oh, so many family problems. But he came out knowing God. And this revelation that we have of the intimate, wonderful love of God to us in Psalm 139 is just amazing. And uh, last time we talked about that in verse 6, that it says, David said, such love, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I can't, I cannot attain unto it. And I cannot attain unto it. It's like, it's so high. I can't understand this kind of love. 
And I can certainly join David. I don't understand this kind of love, but I receive this kind of love. And I believe this kind of love. And friend, that's why I'm sharing it with you. Because I want it to get down inside of our hearts. The deep, deep love of God. In verse 7, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Um, This word presence, and I looked this up in a commentator, and he said this word comes from a Hebrew word meaning faces. And that it could have meant that David was saying, I can't flee from the Trinity. I can't flee from the Father. I can't flee from the Son. I can't flee from the Holy Spirit. He did not have the Holy Spirit like you and I have, but he had things that were revealed to him by the Spirit of God that we are still searching out today. He had an understanding, some kind of understanding of redemption. He had an understanding of a mighty God that would empower him against his enemy. And he had an understanding about the spirit of God. And he was saying, where can I flee from your presence? In verse 10, it says, even there, your hand shall lead me. Okay, in the, in the previous verses, he talked, about, he talked about heaven, he talked about hell, and he talked about uh, the earth, and he talked about vast places on the earth, even in the sea. He said, I can't escape your presence. And then he says in verse 10, even there, in all those places I just described, Even there, your hand shall lead me. That's amazing. And your right hand shall hold me. And we saw in Isaiah chapter 41, I just want to read it to you again because it's so amazing about the hand of God and that the hand of God is on you. If you are born again, a believer in Jesus Christ, the hand of God is on you. Listen to this. Verse 10 of Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then verse 13. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Just imagine for a moment, God holding you. It says, I will hold you by your right hand. Just imagine him holding your right hand. That's exactly what we just read. And he was saying to you, fear not. I will help you. I just want to say that to you by the spirit of God. 
If you're in a rough situation right now, just imagine God holding your right hand and saying to you, to you, fear not. I will help you. Oh, take comfort in that because that's absolutely the truth. God's word is for our comfort. It's for teaching. It's, it's for our uh, encouraging us. The Bible says that about it itself. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word, this word that I read to you, it'll never pass away. Never. The earth will, but not the word of God. How important is it that we believe that, friend? How important is it that you decide, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that he's holding me by the right hand and that he's saying to me, fear not. I will help you. That's the truth. It, I know. It's amazing. But I want you to look with me today at verse 11 of, of Psalm 139. And it says, If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, and it means uh, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Friend, when I saw that, if I say, if I say that the darkness will cover me, surely your light will, will be all around me. Now, we don't know, David said, the darkness is covering me. But he said, if I say, we know I believe and the word of God absolutely testifies of it that our confession is very important. What you say out of your mouth about yourself, about your situation, that it should agree with the word of God. And there's power in our confession, not just in our confession, but believing our confession. And Jesus was the premier example of holding a good confession. And it says that in, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13. And I want to read to you what that scripture, it, it means. Look at John 18, verse 36 and 37. And this is when, this is when Jesus was standing before Pilate. Now, think of the pressure that was on Jesus at that moment. They had already mistreated him. They had already accused him. They had already arrested him. His, uh, Peter had already denied him. Judas had already betrayed him. The disciples had already left him. The pressure on Jesus. And Jesus kept 
his confession of who he was. He wasn't going to let go of his confession of who he was. And my friend, that's what the enemy tries to do to us. He tries to push on us just like he did on Jesus and say, oh, you don't believe that. Oh, you don't believe that you can really be healed. Oh, you don't believe that you can really have peace in your marriage. Oh, you don't believe that God can really bless you. Oh, you don't really believe that God can fix that relationship. Oh, you don't really believe that God can deliver that child. That's what the enemy comes with his pressure and his doubt and his confusion. And that doubt and that confusion was coming on Jesus because the Bible says he was tempted in all ways, just as you and I are. And so in that moment, he was tempted just like you and I are when the devil is pressing and he's saying, are you sure you believe that? It didn't happen to so-and-so. Why do you think it will happen to you? Their prayers weren't answered. Why do you think your prayers will be answered? Pushing pressure and that pressure was on Jesus on a huge scale that we can't even understand. And I want you to see how Jesus kept his confession because 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 13 says that he kept his confession. Okay, Jesus is before Pilate and we'll start in verse 33 of chapter 18 in John. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? Verse 35, Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you to me. What have you done? Verse 36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into this world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. You don't hear Jesus letting up on who he was or what he was sent to do when he was talking to this powerful man, Pontius Pilate. He didn't back down. Friend, he is our example of our confession that we not back down on what God, God has said to us is true. Well, let's go back to David because this is amazing that David said, he said, if I say, well, if I say 
that uh, the darkness is going to overcome me and over, uh, overwhelm me and take me. Even the darkness will become light around me. David was saying, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to get so hard that maybe, Lord, I am going to say, I don't know, Lord, if I say, if I say that this darkness is greater than your light, even your light will light up the darkness around me. David had a revelation of the power of God. It is amazing. I want to share with you about Jesus as the light because that's who we're talking about. In John chapter 1, in John chapter 1, and it's uh, the very first things that are said about Jesus. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life is talking about Jesus was the light of men. You see, the light, when light comes, it expels the darkness. And Jesus is the light. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. And that means that the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man, talking about John the Baptist, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that that all through him might believe. He was not that light, John the Baptist, but was sent to bear witness to that light. That this light was the true light, which which gives light to every man coming into the world. You see, when David was writing that, he, Jesus had not been revealed yet, but yet God's power was being revealed because David said, if I say the darkness is going to overcome me, overwhelm me, even the darkness will be light around me. Do you see the love of God in that? Do you see the love of God in that? When I read that, I thought, God, sometimes we might not say the right thing, but you're so merciful that even if we did say it, you're so merciful that you you light up the darkness. Powerful. That is the unconditional love of God coming to you and coming to me. Who of us does it right all the time? I don't. Maybe you don't either. But even if we say the darkness is is coming around me, it's going to overtake me. Even the darkness will become light around me. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he says, I am that light and no darkness will overcome me. Is that not powerful? That light is on the inside of you. 
Jesus is on the inside of you through the person and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, now I've got to read you one more verse. It's Revelation. And this is what's going to happen in heaven. Okay, listen to this. It's Revelation 21, verse 23. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Jesus is the light that's lighting up heaven. Is that powerful? You see, when, when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't, his light didn't get any dimmer. He just went to heaven. Angels worshiping him. He absolutely laid down at the mercy seat of God, the blood of Jesus and redeemed us. And he filled heaven with his light. And he's put a deposit of that light inside of you and inside of me through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now look at chapter 22 and it's verse 5. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun for the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Oh, friend, that's you and me. That's our future. That's our future. There's not going to be any night there. No night there. Many years ago, I knew this precious man from Uganda. And he would teach us his really simple song. And, and um, I sing just a little bit of it for you, but he sang it so sweetly. And it was, there's no night there, talking about heaven. There's no night there. Hallelujah. There's no night there. For Jesus is the light and the heavenly city is bright. Hallelujah. There's no night there. That's where you're going. That's where I'm going. I just read we're going to be there forever and ever. There's no darkness there. In him there is no darkness. The Holy Spirit inside of you, there's no darkness in him. It's completely light. He brought his light inside of you. In your spirit, your spirit is completely light. There's no darkness in your spirit. Your spirit is completely perfect. Your spirit, it looks just like Jesus. It's completely light. It's perfect. That's what the Holy Spirit did. Coming inside of you. Extinguishing darkness overwhelming the darkness that was in our dead spirit. And we believed by faith that Jesus was the Christ, that he was risen from the dead.
and his spirit came in, overwhelmed and extinguished the darkness of our dead spirit. And now inside of you and inside of me is complete light. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? Oh, friend, I, I want us to believe this, to embrace this. We need to know the power of the new birth, the power of the Holy Spirit living in you and bringing his light. I've already said to you so many times now, there's no darkness in him. There's no darkness in your spirit. You're born again spirit where the Holy Spirit lives. I want to pray for you. Father God, I thank you for this time together in your word and to see these amazing, holy truths. Lord, they're like mysteries because it's so hard for us to understand. But we believe, we take it, Lord, that this is the truth, that the Holy Spirit, he came into us. He eradicated the darkness of our lost spirit before we were born again, and he brought his light to illuminate our spirit with his light and his presence. And Lord, someday we are going to go to that great city and we are going to see you lighting up heaven. Heaven not needing a sun or a moon for the lamb is the light. And we will be with you forever and ever and ever. We give you praise and glory. And we thank you for your mighty presence right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, it's been amazing speaking with you about these truths of the Word of God. Watch this program again. I think we need to get these truths inside of us. I love you, and I'll see you on the next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, 
all the women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Possible by the giving of the God called partners of Renner Ministries.